This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, you know you're listening to Talk Rope Nation. You might know I'm Jim Ross, the voice of AEW, and we're glad you're with us. We're going to have one hell of a podcast. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. All right. The trio is back again. I am no longer by myself, guys. Welcome back to Top Rope Nation, presented by the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. I am Ryan Drosty of ComicBook.com. Back on the line, Justin Joint. It's been a while. Justin, how's it going? Uh, I, I'm a couple sips of whiskey in, and I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of pissed. I'm not happy about uh, Top Rope Nation trying to uh, reap some of the profits of my Twitch account. I think it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, when you signed that big money contract with Top Rope Nation back in uh, January of 2017, yeah, I, 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 I told you I'm taking 80% of any profits you earn on this program, Justin. Why, and, uh, why you, why you got to look at that fine print that shows up mid-contract. <laughs> that's, that's right. And Kyle Ross, uh, we did the show the other day. You were on uh, about a third of the show. Then we had some technology issues and you <laughs> dropped off and I completed the show by myself and uh, this is going to be much easier on me to have both of you on the line um so i'm going to go ahead and just take all of your profits for this month kyle if that's all right <laughs> oh now come on <laughs> well you know in the spirit of the evening i'm not going to answer any of your questions and uh, also <laughs> don't mind this giant fly on my head <laughs> i was just going to say as we're recording right now on zoom so we can actually see each other sometimes we just record audio um if if a fly does land on either of your heads i will let you know for sure so we, we got to get that out of the way. But uh, yes, we were recording right after the vice presidential debate went off the air. So we're we're jazzed up. We're ready to hit the hard-hitting issues tonight. The hard-hitting issues of the WWE draft. Two nights coming Friday night on SmackDown and Monday night on WWE Raw. We're going to get into um, what we think should be the big moves that should be made, who should stay put, who should move, and, and what the direction is going to be for the next several months as we close out the year. Um, Before we get to that, though, as usual, I do want to mention, if you're listening to Top Rope Nation for the first time, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast, whether it is Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio. We're on all of them. You can also check out TopRopeNation.com. 
But the biggest thing you can help us do to help the show grow is just to take a couple of minutes, maybe even less than a minute, and leave us a five-star review. Leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and if you do so, we will send you a free Top Rope Nation sticker in the mail. All you got to do, leave your Twitter or Instagram username when you leave that review so we know how to get a hold of you, and uh, I'll send it out to you. I've sent out quite a few uh, over the last several weeks. In fact, I just sent one to, let's see, a listener over in England and one down in Florida. So I got I got a big stack of them, guys. I will send them out. All you got to do, leave us that five-star written review with your contact info in there. Or you can send in a question for our mailbag segments, which we'll be doing another one very soon. It's topropenation at gmail.com. And if, you, if we read your question on the air, we'll send you a free sticker that way as well. We're all about the love, guys. We're all about sending out free merchandise to our listeners. All right. So with that said, the WWE draft, uh, we're going to look at this from a number of angles tonight, but I think the first, like the biggest question to go through is what do we think is the most significant move that could be made or maybe that will be made uh, as we get started on Friday night, night one? What do you think, Kyle? I think the thing that I'm looking at most is Keith Lee and Biggie. Because those guys, I think we all think, are potential uh, world title challengers at WrestleMania, right? For the Universal or WWE title. And, you know, right now they're on separate brands, so they could conceivably both be in that slot, that opportunity. I think one of them is going to win the Royal Rumble in 2021, for the record. Um, But it'll be interesting to see where they land. Um, That's kind of, I guess, the most... uh, intriguing thing for me personally because you know like most things WWE I I don't think 90% of what's going to happen over the two shows is really going to have any significant impact moving forward yeah yeah I think my hot take on that would be I don't think any of those guys are going to move brands Um, I think that you got to keep first of all I think you got to keep Keith Lee where Drew McIntyre is and I think Drew McIntyre is going to stay on Raw and then I think that unless they're able to get The Rock, you know, to do a match at Mania with uh, with Roman Reigns, which, by the way, today news broke that the state of Florida no longer has any attendance restrictions on stadiums. Ron so, DeSantis, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and what do we say about Ron DeSantis, Kyle Ross? The IQ of a, a snowball in June or something like that. Yeah. Ice cube in August. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> R.I.P. Bobby Heenan and WWF Magazine 1991. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah, I mean, hey, look, it looks like WWE is moving WrestleMania from Los Angeles to, once again, Tampa, where Tampa will actually get a chance at hosting it this year after COVID last year. And, uh, I mean, if things continue like they are, they're going to be able to have a big crowd there. Um, I did see some of the, well, not some of them, the one NFL team that I saw made a comment on it was the Miami Dolphins. And they are allowing fans, uh, what is it, like 13,000 fans or something? Uh, they're going to keep that restriction, even though they could fill up the stadium, I guess, now, if they wanted to. Um, but, you know, <laughs> before I start I'll rambling, what, But I'll tell you what else the Dolphins are allowing, 6.9 yards per play. <laughs> Tighten up that defense, Brian yes. Flores. Holy God in heaven. But before I start rambling about crowd attendance, I mean, the bigger point is, if The Rock is coming, you have to do The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, but if not, I think Big E, Roman Reigns, is the match. And so you keep them both on SmackDown. So to me, I think those four kind of have to have to stay on the same brand. 
I would think. Uh, so uh, I, with that said, I mean, I don't think the, I don't think the WWE and Universal Champions are going to move brands. I, I mean, I guess they could, but I think those two have to kind of stay together you know, in tandem. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. I'm sorry, Justin. Go ahead first. No, I was just my uh, that's really my big intrigue about the whole thing is that whatever moves they make. It should kind of give us some light as to the direction of WrestleMania, at least as far as those big matches go. Yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Okay. Other than the potential two world title matches at WrestleMania, name me another fresh, intriguing matchup the WWE has to offer for the future. <laughs> oh, God. I, Justin, I'm literally, welcome I'm, back to I'm the program. Your thoughts. One. <laughs> Okay, are you saying like if if they actually told a good story, just a, a good matchup, like a good what would be a good match? No, not like just a good in ring match. This is an NXT where we're just gonna you know have five you know three, five matches that get the gentleman's three stars. I'm talking about like an int- uh, an intriguing match that would get people interested. That's what I mean. Not just like you know a good work rate match. I mean anybody. I mean most ninety percent of the roster could have a good work rate match. But I'm okay. saying. Yeah, what's an intriguing match that the WWE has to offer that the draft could help put together? Mm. Um, I got one. So I was going to say later, I think Seth Rollins is a guy that you could move because as you mentioned in the show notes, Kyle, he's uh, he's never been on SmackDown exclusively. Um, now, I know that you know Seth is typically around the world title picture, but uh, what would you think of like a Sami Zayn Seth Rollins feud down the line? I know one of them would have to turn, but I mean, yeah, I feel like from an in ring perspective, that would be pretty intriguing. Absolutely, in ring, in ring wise, I would love to see that. But they're just both so much better as heels, and uh, frankly, they're doing good work as heels right now. And I wouldn't want to see either one of them change. Um, kind of along the same lines is just like a matchup. I want to. See see is riddle and alistair black i think could be interesting uh not with how they're using riddle at the moment but maybe if he switches over to raw and uh do something a little bit more interesting with him um but then real quick going back to what you said i I can't see seth rollins moving just because uh uh, the friday night messiah just doesn't have the same ring to it Yeah, they'd have to come up with a new tagline. Yeah. Although it really feels like he's a guy that would benefit from fresh matchups by moving. Like, who hasn't he worked with on that Raw roster? Mm -hmm. I mean, unless if you're bringing someone over from SmackDown to deliberately work with Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth and Big E could work. I mean, that could be a good program. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's, you know, my big view of this is that I think you almost got to almost move everybody who doesn't have a world title in that mid to upper mid card range. You just got to, you got to switch all those people around. You know, so that's fascinating. As you guys can see in my notes, I kind of like um, grouped off the quote unquote cornerstones of each show. And what's interesting is I don't really think any of those cornerstones are going to move, which, you know, kind of takes some of the intrigue off this draft. I mean, on raw. Okay. Who's the top of the card on raw? McIntyre, Ryan, you said it a few moments ago. I don't think they're doing a Cena-Batista swap here. I see no reason why they would do that. Mm-hmm. They're referring to the swap they did in the 05 draft. For those well, I mean, Reigns is you know the top name, and they're on Fox, the biggest audience. Yeah, I mean, that's that. what I'm saying. If, if McIntyre moved, then Reigns would have to move. I, yeah. And I, I see no reason why they would 
swap yeah. the two champs. Uh, you have Randy Orton. Uh, with him, I don't know if it matters really what show he's on. Now, we know he's challenging McIntyre at Hell in a Cell in what presumably should be a blow-off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess they could wrap that up. But, you know, his long-term destination is Edge, and Edge is a part-time guy. So it really doesn't matter what show he's on. Uh, Keith Lee, we've talked about him. Rollins, we've talked about him. The Mysterios, it would be weird to move them because you're gonna. there's all these other moving parts involved with their storyline, right? Including Rollins. Mm-hmm. And Buddy Murphy, Hurt Business and Retribution, married to each other now, seemingly. Hopefully the Mysterio's wardrobe would at least get moved to a different different brand. And, <laughs> and, and um, yeah. And Kevin Owens, I guess, is a guy who would actually make sense to move, I think. Yeah. Because his upward mobility is somewhat limited by being on the same brand right now as a babyface world champion. If he moved to SmackDown and being on the same show with Reigns, he could get you know some sort of big but show title opportunity there. That that goes back to what you were saying earlier. That's not a fresh matchup. We we no, saw that not. just a few years ago. No, it's not. But I mean, that's not you know the WWE's never been shy of you know. And I'm sorry. Using real quick, not fresh matchups. I just got to make sure real quick. Are, are you drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade? Me? <laughs> Yeah. Was that a Mike's Hard Lemonade? Absolutely fucking not. Show me that can. Oh. Okay. Show me that can. Okay. All right. Southern Tier 2X IPA, oh, buddy. Man. You texted us about that one, didn't you? I will not tolerate Justin Joy attacking my record. <laughs> oh, man. This show is so much more entertaining when I'm not by myself. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you I so much. Not, you know, oh. I will not be lectured by Justin Joyd about drinking. Hey, hey, give me give me that ass man voice. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh, man. Mike's uh. Hard Lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. I, what I'm good at politicking is... I, I just, is... I'll tell you what, Ryan Drosty, I'll remind me off air. I just... It's to your benefit, the show's benefit, totally self-censored myself from telling a joke that would have gotten this show freaking banned from the from the world of podcasting. Ooh. No, we got to keep I, that I, Blue Wire partnership going, man. No, <laughs> Tell me off air. I will. Remind me afterwards. I almost, told a, I almost told a bad joke. And on that note... Even by my standards. <laughs> on that note, Kyle, as luck would have it, uh, before we continue this discussion and, and start talking about the women's division, among other things, it is time to go to a word from our sponsors. So oh. I'm very glad that you did not <laughs> make that joke because we got to pay the bills, <laughs> fellas. Uh, so let's go to a word from our sponsors, our friends over at Bet Online and DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, among many others. Also, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. 
So here's what you want to do right now. Our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code BLUEWIRE. wait is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division championship futures all day every day Head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about the other side of the roster, and that's the women's division. All right, we have our champions. We've got Asuka, the Raw champion, obviously. And then over on SmackDown, we've got Bailey working that storyline with Sasha Banks, which I got to say, I was really shocked when they announced that they were going to be having this match on SmackDown next week, or this week, I should say. Um, I got to think they're still going to do the rematch at Hell in a Cell. Maybe they announced that during one of the nights of the draft, probably either later on on uh, Friday night if they do the match early in the show or maybe even on Monday night. But uh, I think everyone assumes that match is coming again at Hell in a Cell, and they're, it looks like they're just trying to pop a big rating for the Friday night SmackDown with the draft and that match. But, uh, I mean, what do, what do we think? Are there any major pieces that we see moving in the women's division? Let me throw it to you, Kyle. What do you think? Well, Asuka needs some new challengers over on Raw. Um I can see the loser of the Bailey Sasha program. And like you, I was shocked at the announcement that they were going to do that match on free TV because I had assumed that, like you just said, it was a lock for Hell in a Cell. You know, I mean, we always know that there's a men's Hell in a Cell match. There's a women's Hell in a Cell match now. And I mean, I think Bailey Sasha, we would all agree, makes a lot of sense on the women's side. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Um, do we think the loser of that program, let's assume that program, maybe it ends Friday. Maybe they don't do it. I don't know. Shows up on Raw and they keep them apart, which, by the way, would, given how much uh, time they've invested in this act and the split, <laughs> doing the feud in such a short period of time and blowing it off like that. That really says something about WWE's faith in itself at booking a long-term story, doesn't it? Yeah. That they would just send off one of the people within a month. But do you know what would be really cool? Is if mm. Bailey underhandedly, you know, dastardly wins on Friday and through shenanigans, Sasha Banks gets sent to Raw, but then she wins the Rumble and chooses to face Bailey at WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. I thought of that when doing the notes, and that is a great idea. And for the record, they absolutely should do that. That is absolutely what they should do, what Justin just said. That's absolutely the move. So Sasha loses, you think? Sasha should lose Friday night, and then she wins the Rumble and challenges Bailey at WrestleMania. Wait, is that in your notes? I thought that was my 
owner. It was not. I, I had thought. I had. I had thought of it. I swear to God. But it, okay. it, it is not in the notes. I had thought of it as an idea because you know, as Ryan alluded to earlier, I was shocked that they were going right to it. But it's um, yeah. What Justin said is absolutely the move. I don't know that they're going to do that, but it's what they should do. I mean, because that's like, you know, that was like when uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz finally, we finally got that feud and all the talk was like, let's get them to Mania. But it's like, well, shit, that's that's eight months from now. They're not going to be able to drag it out all the way till then. And this is exactly the way they could do that with this feud that people are claiming for. Yeah, basically, they take it out of their own hands, right? We just joked, well, (laughs) that they probably don't have confidence in doing a long-term storyline. And certainly, there's a lot of evidence uh, that would support that. So take it out of their hands. Don't allow them to do, you know, kind of put the (laughs) storyline on ice and then go back to it. So, um, yeah, because otherwise, you know, I said earlier, Keith Lee, Big E, I don't know if you guys would agree. One of those two we could certainly see as the men's Rumble winner in January. Who would we see as the women's winner? Because there's a lot of question marks out there right now. You got Charlotte's going to come back at some point. Um, God, I hope she wouldn't win it again. Uh, you know, Becky Lynch is is obviously going to be out for a while still. So I don't see that go-to option to counteract what Justin just proposed. Hmm. Ronda Rousey? Hmm? Yeah, was there some news that her deal's up pretty soon? A couple months? Yeah, I think Which would make sense because she signed in January, right before the Rumble, and it was a three-year deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's probably about, I think, in three months or something. I think, did PW Insider report that? I apologize if I'm attributing someone else's report to PW Insider, but... It's kind of shocking. You know, you mentioned how thin that raw women's roster is, and yet they still send Ember Moon to NXT. Another thought that absolutely was in my (laughs) mind that is not in the notes. You're right. Like, I was thinking about that with all the fresh people. You guys think that they bring up Rhea Ripley? I can see that happening. I I just feel... Triple H assured us that that there's some great storyline in the works that'll yeah, all make right. sense why she lost to Charlotte at Mania. I mean, they they have done Rhea Ripley so dirty this year, but I mean, I could see her being possibly winning the Rumble. You know, uh, yeah, we'll she's, that's another option. I like I like Justin's idea. A lot. I, I I like that option. I just don't know that this company has the patience for that. I think I feel like Sasha's going to win this feud and get the title, and I could see Bailey switching brands. Because I'm thinking about it like, okay, so if Bailey keeps the title on SmackDown, Sasha goes off to Raw, um, who's challenging Bailey next? Like, who's going to be the babyface challenger for her on SmackDown? Carmella? Or is Carmella, <laughs> I don't even know what she is. We don't even know. I mean, maybe, but I was thinking in my head, and it, it's going to kind of, it's going to depend on what they do with these two, but I could see a situation where Sasha wins the title and her next program is Alexa bliss heel with whatever's going on in this fiend storyline because they're pushing her hard. She hasn't been around the women's title picture in a long time. That would make sense as a program. Her and Sasha have a history, you know, they were teasing for years, all the social media stuff that they didn't really like each other and stuff. But I mean, like I just can't think of a good challenger on the baby face side, but on the heel side, I could see that happening with Sasha as champion. You guys yeah. can so go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was going to go in a totally different direction. Okay, so. I, well, I was just I'm just wondering. Do you guys consider like Leaf Guard gutters 
like, are they baby face or heels? <laughs> just what the hell? Just what, as another, far as what they, uh, as far as what so they do, good. what are so, they going to do with Lacey Evans? Yeah. Yes. So for the That's, 98% of you that have no idea what Justin is talking about, oh. I came across an ad, a sponsored ad on facebook.com today. Uh, for leaf guard gutters featuring Lacey Evans. <laughs> and I sent it to my two cohorts here at top rope nation, uh, with the comment, the fuck is this? <laughs> and it was the old D A F U Q spelling, yeah. which was great. I love that. I appreciate that Kyle. Yeah. Oh, that was a bizarre ad, man. I, I don't leaf know what's guard. going on with Lacey Evans. She has kind of flipped back and forth, I guess. Yeah. She's, she's got that NXT. Again, but... She's got that NXT disease. We don't know if she's a baby face or a heel yeah. half the time. Um, Bianca Belair moving forward is kind of a bit of a X factor, I think, in the women's division. They're building her up with these vignettes on Raw. Um, again, it would be odd to build someone up with vignettes on one show and then switch them. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Which means they're the definitely going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, and you, you, so, I, I mean, and, you know, they've kind of kept her floating the periphery and, and, you know, she's been called, quote unquote, called up for a while now and, you know, hasn't taken any losses on TV. So I expect her to get a big fall push. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do. Yeah. And then Charlotte's I- going to come back at some point. So, uh, you know, that that's somebody who will obviously be in a title mix, whatever program she is on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Matt Riddle, because I don't really know what's happening with Matt Riddle. We talked about this, what, last week or the week before? Like, are they burying him? Do you think, Kyle, they're burying Matt Riddle on his way out of the territory? Or do they, Do you think this is a actual push the way that they're booking him? Because, I mean, from the outside looking in, when they started doing the bro stuff, it's like, they. we talked about this in the show. We said they can't possibly think that this is cool, right? But who knows? You, I think you said, Kyle, maybe they do. Maybe they do think that's cool. Um is Matt real getting buried or are they going to still push him? And is he a guy that can move brands? So when we did talk about this, we talked about it relative to the legal situation, right? Mm-hmm. And we had speculated, had they cooled on him because of the legal situation, which very much could be true. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that there are, only so many spots at the top to be pushed, like, you know, whoever's going to be quote-unquote elevated. And if Big E and Keith Lee are going to get those spots on respective shows, then Matt Riddle's kind of, I don't know what, I guess, you know, maybe he's out to fend for himself for a secondary title, I guess. I guess um, I guess a uh, like a Matt Riddle Sami Zayn feud could be good. That's what I was just yeah. thinking. Yeah. I would love to see that match. You know, as we transition to SmackDown here, it's funny we again talk about the cornerstones. After watching Clash of Champions, I was like, you know, the cornerstones of SmackDown are pretty good. Roman is the Universal Champ. Sami is the IC Champ. Biggie looming as the you know baby face who hopefully gets the big push and then you got bailey sasha on the women's side right Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking it's like okay that is a real strong top of the card they just need new contenders to be moved in you don't need this like brand changing thing really on smackdown i just think you know in the case of 
you know, because Roman's going to wrap up with Jey Uso. You can only drag that out so long. And, and Sammy, you know, I don't want to really see him wrestle Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles anymore, to be honest <laughs> with you. I thought the ladder match was quite good at the Clash. I thought it had a sense of violence to it uh, that a lot of modern ladder ma- matches lack, quite frankly. Um, but he needs new contenders, and y- you guys are right. Riddle, I think, would make a lot of sense in that role. Um, SmackDown has a lot of people who are quote-unquote big names, but moving I don't really think means a lot. Um, King Corbin, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. Like, if any of those guys move, I don't really think it's going to be that significant. But it's just just a case of fresh matchups. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, and even... Speaking of that, and you know, this the snake eating in its own tail, none of it matters, anyways, because of the brand to brand, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bron- bronze on raw right now. That's very true. Yes. And uh, we saw the fiend. I mean, obviously, they're teasing this kind of inter promotional match, right? Uh, Mr. SmackDown, Ryan Droste, I believe the fiend is wrestling Kevin Owens Friday mm-hmm. night. Okay. Yes. So they're, they're teasing that. But you're right. I mean, we've seen, and it's not just that. SmackDown folks appear on Raw. I know it's Raw Underground that Braun's been on, but still, he's on Raw. But, like, there's a lot of folks who've been around for a long period of time, and it goes back to what I said at the top. These guys have wrestled each other a lot. It feels like everyone's just wrestled everyone. You know, I, I saw my timeline during Raw. Everyone's like, how come it feels like there's only 12 people on Raw in a company of, like, 81,000 people? workers they really need to reintroduce steroids and cocaine into this <laughs> to this locker room i, I don't even know it, it's just that. i just i just think it's just you know <laughs> you have people that have been around forever and it, i don't know how many fresh matchups there are you know speaking of fresh matchups uh one lock one of the moves that seems like a lock in this draft and everyone's mentioned it because of the backstage drama is aj styles um, potentially moving to Raw because of Paul coming back and everything, Paul Heyman. And AJ uh, also, was mad about his kid, too, because I, I, I guess he's missing high school football games, which is a very big deal down in Georgia. Yeah. So, but I also think from a matchup perspective, you know, after Drew McIntyre gets done with this Randy Orton feud, um, you know, a potential challenger for him would be AJ Styles, right? Like AJ hasn't been around the world title picture in a while. I think a heel AJ Styles against Drew McIntyre would be enticing. I'd like to see that match. I got to so. say, I'm pretty shocked that it, you guys have both kind of sounded tonight like you think Drew's walking away from that match with the title, which I definitely do not think that is the case. <sighs> God, I I, I'm so. totally I'm down for a Drew McIntyre AJ Styles feud, but I, I'm afraid it's not going to be for the world title. Two heel world champions. I don't know. You know, it could happen. Backing up a bit to Ryan's initial point, then we'll go to Justin's counterpoint. Like the AJ move to Raw is kind of the same thing as what I mentioned earlier with Kevin Owens, the SmackDown, right? If AJ as a heel is on the same brand as a heel world champion, his upper mobility is limited. He can't be in the world title picture necessarily. So it would make sense. Um, But. As Justin just astutely pointed out, I guess if if Randy Orton does beat Drew McIntyre, and God, did it not feel like that feud needed another match, did it? 
after that ambulance match. That felt like a total blow off. Total, yeah, it, it should have been a blow. It, that's that's what I mean. There's only one reason for this match to happen. <laughs> that's for Orton to get the title. I'm sure you're because, probably right. Oh. Because just like freaking WrestleMania 33, the world title match has got to be on the big draw guys and not maybe the guys that could, you know, that need that extra push like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Not that Chris Jericho would <laughs> push, but you know what I'm saying. Wouldn't it be just like this promotion to debut this great WWE 24 on Drew McIntyre and then take the title off of him right after that? That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> it's just like that's exactly what they would do, Justin. You're right. Uh, um, I hope not, but we'll see. Do- does Braun Strowman move to Raw to feud with Keith Lee or vice versa? Lee moves to SmackDown to feud with Braun because they're kind of teasing that a little bit. I think Braun would be the most likely to move because like we said earlier, I think you got to keep Keith and McIntyre together. Okay. Yeah. Either true. Braun or The Fiend should be moved. Right. Yeah. I think Braun's all but gone. Mm-hmm. He actually showed up early to the party. Yeah. Will there still be a Roman Fiend feud? There's been some discussion that that may have been tabled. Hmm. Because, you know, that was supposed to be the uh, match at WrestleMania, and Roman opted out. Uh, What a man. What a performer. Roman Reigns is. No, he opted uh, out of the Goldberg match. Well, initially it was going to be Roman and the Fiend, though, until and then it was changed to Goldberg, and then yeah, yeah Roman opted out of Goldberg. Yeah. But the initial plan was Roman and the Fiend, so you would think they're going to do that match at some point. Um, but I, I, I was reading stuff that maybe they're not going to after all. Which then, so is the Fiend a babyface in that scenario? I don't know. Who knows? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Is Io Shirai a babyface or a heel? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, I mean, uh, I there was a lot of things I wanted to talk about on that NXT show. It's still burning at Facebook you. That, page. that damn Zoom connection the other day, man. Yeah. What oh. a great computer I'm on tonight. You've had and some I good th- takes thought- on the Facebook page, by the way, Kyle, lately. Go ahead, Justin. No, I was just because I thought Kyle Ross was a heel when I thought he was <laughs> drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade, but yeah. it turned out he's drinking a delicious IPA, so uh, obviously yeah. he's a baby face. Yes. <laughs> Kyle just had the great takes flowing on the on the Top Rope Nation uh, Facebook group. If you guys are not members, search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion on Facebook. Join in every day. Posts going up. Um, Kyle, since he wasn't able to be on the the pod the other day, he took to the Facebook group and he's had some good good takes on there. Well, not yet, the, not yet on NXT. Not yet on NXT. But, it was a, yeah, I think Barstool. I will. Right? Don't be surprised. All right, after yeah. this podcast, I'm, look, I'm just going to be real blunt, uh, pun intended. Here, I might after this podcast get real <laughs> high and just start rambling on the facebook page about nxt okay the 2x ipa is going down real nice and Mm -hmm. he's ready to watch i i can see you like sitting there in your office and you turn on like some 1989 uh wwf wrestling on the network and you're just going to town on the facebook group it's when they do how to work (laughs) that's right that's when they do how to work nothing i'd rather watch i'll tell you that man by the way mr smackdown ryan drosty over at comicbook.com Whatever happened to the association of Sami Zayn with his fellow artistes, Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Antonio Cesaro? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, I mean, they, are they? They're just not friends anymore. They're just like they, some... they just nod at each other in the hallway at SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, they give the uh, each other the old high school nod as they walk by each other. They'll try, they'll try and shoehorn it in three months from now, like they did with Mustafa Ali and Retribution. Those old hacker uh, vignettes they did. Yeah. <laughs> Remember about that, guys? Yeah. yeah. Remember when we were team? That was awesome. 
<laughs> so who do we think is coming up from NXT? So, so we have in the notes well, the NXT factor. Okay, I don't, is NXT even a factor? Cause... Well, it sounds like, well, Triple H was asked in the conference call after TakeOver, and he didn't really have an answer, so it sounds yeah, like he is, doesn't yeah, that, know. That's always a good sign. Yeah, he's but, like, whatever, but... man. I don't know what they're doing with my talent as I try to, to book this organization, but... Uh... I mean, I, I mentioned Rhea Ripley earlier because, you know, I just feel like she's been spinning her wheels in NXT this year since they buried her with Charlotte. And I will say buried because what a freaking travesty that was. Uh, it certainly hasn't helped her throughout 2020 when you look at where she is now relative to the start of the year. Dude, we'll go back and listen to our year-end show last year. Like, And I, I recently came across it again and... Uh, that show we put up on YouTube. It's and available got, wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, we got Rhea Ripley like on the cover. She was like one of the hottest things in the company going into 2020, and now what has happened? You know. know. All right, NXT. You know, it's funny when we had our technical difficulties. We were having a discussion uh, on the last pod, Ryan. We were starting to get into a discussion about the Garganos, and. Which leads me to a point about NXT I kind of wanted to make on that show. And I guess it, it, it fits right now, and I'll make it now. A big issue to me with NXT is it's it's no longer a, like booked like a territory where people progress up to Raw and SmackDown like it was, you know, two, three, four years ago. It, it's very much almost a witness protection program from Vince McMahon, where it's like <laughs> it, it, it's the land of people who don't want to work on Raw and SmackDown or know that they've got no hope in hell of getting over on Raw or SmackDown. So, you know, you asked me, are the, are the Organos moving to Raw or SmackDown? And I said, no, and it took you back. Well, because I, I think they're DOA on Raw or SmackDown. They're not going to get over. They're not going to even get pushed. And they know it. And that has an effect on NXT. I think for a lot of people, the allure of NXT was seeing these workers mature, do their storylines, get their character down for Raw or SmackDown, and move up. Well, because there's been such a low success rate with that, with guys getting over on the main roster coming from NXT, it's hurt NXT because these guys, like the Garganos, uh, Velveteen Dream, less said about him, the better, obviously, right now, are just kind of spinning their wheels on NXT. It's like, what do, what do they have left to do in that territory? Not much, but they don't, you know, I mean, it's it's a very different issue with Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream, obviously, mm. um, why they're not on the main roster. But um, that's a big issue for me with NXT. I mean, there's lots of folks that should be moved up because what, else, what do they have left to do on the NXT brand? But do they want to? I mean, Tommaso Ciampa has come out in the past and flat out said, I don't want to go to Raw or SmackDown. I mean, frankly, there's too many of them that just haven't been able to wrestle a 40 minute match yet. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, and like, I mean, they have just a lot of people. They, they have two people. A lot of the problems we see on Raw and SmackDown have permeated on NXT now, right? You just see a lot of these same matchups, uh, uh, you know, people trade wins and losses. Um, I'd love to see NXT involved uh, part of the draft. And furthermore, people that aren't doing anything on Raw or SmackDown get moved to NXT, again, for fresh matchup purposes. But I think there's probably a lot of people on Raw or SmackDown that don't want to get moved to NXT because they'll view it as a demotion. Yeah. Well, is, is there anyone that we haven't talked about? NXT, Raw, SmackDown, 
that we want to see get moved or that we think could benefit from a move? Anyone we can think of at all? Andrade, but have we just given up on him? Again, like I feel like some of these guys have just been conditioned as mid-carters where does changing brands even give you that breath of fresh air it used to? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the entire thing is that none, you know, changing brands, none of it matters. Um, you know, fresh matchups be damned unless they have a story planned for them. Mm-hmm. They've, got, they've got to have a plan. So yeah, you know, a, a lot of switches would be great as long as they're going into something, you know, that they have planned out three months from now. They got to know where they're going. Yeah. Remember Daniel Bryan? Yeah. One of the most fantastic candidates for a wrestler? One of the most fantastic professional wrestlers of all time. I, I remember a Daniel Bryan environmentalist, but he was a wrestler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he's the Green Party's nominee for president, if I'm mm. not mistaken. Yeah, I did I did get my absentee ballot and I saw Kanye West on and it's actually on the oh Iowa ballot. Oh, I saw that tonight. No. I saw yeah. that tonight too. Unbelievable. Might as well put Daniel Bryan on there. It'd be a hell of a lot better, right? Oh. Kanye West. <laughs> an overrated rapper, in addition to an overrated political candidate. I'll say it. Good producer. Yes, good, good producer. producer. Overrated will... rapper, though. Yeah. I mean, so Brian's on leave because of uh, paternity leave, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's welcome to take as much time off as he needs. But when he comes back, I mean... I'd love to see him working with Roman. Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, that fast lane match. Yeah, that they used to try and get Roman over. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was real good. They, they could do it. Yeah, they could do the thing again for sure. The rest of New Day, Sands, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, obviously uh, both injured right now. Do we keep the New Day? Are we keeping the New Day together? Are we like not even thinking about Kofi and Xavier in this draft? I wouldn't mind seeing a move. I think, you know, you could do this story like the New Day takes over the whole company kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I could see Kofi going to Raw. Uh, is Kofi actually injured? I thought I had heard that he was just, they were just holding him off working while they did this big E push. And they, I know they were selling an injury, but is yeah. he actually injured? I don't know. You're right. I think it was, it was minor if it was. You're right. Yeah. I, I think he can work, it. but they were trying yeah. to like, they just were giving him a break and, uh, you know, just kind of hold him off while they do the Big E push. But I think and then they I think proceeded him to, Raw, to take Big E off television for yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, I think sending him to Raw wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. I mean, we obviously Kofi has been a single star for years and years at different points in his career and world champion recently. Remember that? Remember how? Remember how when he lost the title on the uh, first? It was almost as if it didn't happen. Yeah. What so, about Money in the Bank holder Otis? Oof. Oh man. Does it even matter? Again, it's funny. Here's a guy. This money in the bank is supposed to be this coveted spot, right? And it doesn't even matter. Okay, here's a good question. I, I thought I saw a report earlier today that they're trying to figure out a way to get that to somebody else. Who who does that need to go to? Who does apparently, that money in the bank contract need to go to? Apparently, Vince is standing in the way of that. Vince what wants else? to keep it on Otis. And like, even though people are talking that we want to see it move... From what I've heard, Vince is is the hold off, and he he's saying no, we're keeping on him. He loves Otis. 
Otis is great at food fights. That's why he's, he's a great, great character. He is a great character. I think he's yeah. entertaining. He is not the world title challenger that's waiting yeah. in the wings, though. I mean, o- Otis would have been a great guy, like in that spot the hillbillies got on Saturday Night's Main Event in 1985, like hillbilly Jim, and cousin Luke, and Uncle Elmer. <laughs> this Speaking is what I'm which, talking about. Be, yeah. Speaking of which, we're going to be doing a Saturday Night's Main Event. Hopefully, yes, so we are. Top Rope Nation Classic. classic. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is probably what you're going to be watching in the office later as you have your third 2X IPA of the night. <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. No. Um, Mike's Hard Lemonade? <laughs> it, I mean, to be fair, looking at the video feed here, it does look a lot like Mike's Hard Lemonade, but it is not. I can confirm. It's a 2X IPA. Um, I don't even yeah. know what Mike's Hard Lemonade looks like. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts before we take it home, fellas? Anyone we haven't touched on. Brian was one I wanted to men- mention for sure, and I don't know. We'll see when he comes back. But uh, You know, I do have a, a comment, actually, now that you mention it and he opened the floor. I'd like to uh, I'd like to quote the great Billy Kidman tonight. <laughs> Who would know better about drawing flies than a piece of shit like you? Are you telling me there's a fly on me, Kyle? Or no? No, okay. no, not oh, you. Oh, you're no, talking about you. what you're no, talking about you. what we saw. Oh, yeah. okay, I got you. Amazing. <laughs> That's great. Not you. That's great. No, I know what you're talking about. To be fair, that was one of the great moments of the dying days of Monday Nitro. <laughs> when he said that about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that is such a great reference to tie said, into tonight. <laughs> you just put a bow on this podcast, yeah. Kyle Ross. <laughs> Billy Kidman, you think I could drive draw flies to a flea market? Well, Hulk, who knows better about drawing flies than a piece of shit like you? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, we have not talked this much about flies on a podcast before, and I have enjoyed it. I really have. I've enjoyed having you guys back on the show. People should listen to the song "I Would Hurt a Fly" by Built to Spill. That's a good song. Ooh, maybe that'll that's be the deep. outro for this episode because I've never heard it. I'll be looking it up. While you're watching 1985, oh my god, WWF. that'd be so great! That'd be so great if that was the outro. It'd be a good outro song for a podcast. I'll make it happen, guys. Um, Kyle mentioned we're going to be doing a Saturday night's main event, Top Rope Nation Classics. Another way you can support the show: uh, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Top Rope Nation. You can become a member of our Patreon page, where you get bonus content, including those bonus shows, Top Rope Nation Classics. Uh, There's 20 bonus podcasts on our Patreon page. The only way you can hear them is by signing up. The cost is essentially buying one of us a beer once a month. I think it's a great deal. You get a free piece of merchandise in the mail when you sign up. Uh, You get the bonus podcast. You get access to our show notes each and every week. A lot of fun. It's a great it's it's a great way to support our growth. So head on over to patreon.com slash top rope nation and and Kyle and Justin, been great to have you back on the line. Kyle, I gotta watch mind? this dog collar match. <laughs> I gotta watch this dog collar match. I have because, to catch up on Wednesday night wrestling as well. Uh, you know, all, uh, regular contributor to our Facebook page, Chad, uh, has informed me silver bladed five seconds in from a Cody chain punch. Move over, Owen Hart. I have a new favorite wrestler. Oh, wow. <laughs> Chad I, was one of the and, people I just sent a Top Rope Nation sticker to. And by to the be way. fair, if John Silver isn't one of your five favorite wrestlers, you need to redo your five favorite wrestlers. <laughs> Fantastic promo from Cody after the match, outside of him mentioning his hair dye. <laughs> Did he mention the tattoo? That's a real no, question. unfortunately. Unfortunately, mm. not. 
Ah, all right. Well, guys, this has been episode 178, Top Rope Nation. Been a lot of fun having my two guys back on the line with me. We will be back next week with episode 179. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you over on the Facebook group. Join if you haven't. Otherwise, you can find us on Twitter. It is at Top Rope Nation. You can find me at Ryan Droste. That's D-R-O-S-T-E. Justin at Justin Joint, J-O-Y-N-T. And Kyle is at T-R-P Kyle. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Mike's hurt, let me.